solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Friday installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your favorite football team in the Houston Texans every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And as always, I'm your host, Texans reporter for USA Today, Texans Wire, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy, Hickman, before we dig off into the Houston Texans, you guys know I got to tell you about Brian Peacock and Williamson, the podcast. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering the latest news, insight on every game, team, and move around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get out of the week, you guys know that we got to talk about any Texans news, of course, and our thoughts ahead of tomorrow's preseason game, which is a little more than 24 hours um, coming up soon, man. So excited about that. They take on the Green Bay Packers. And for the first time in a while, we get our family back. Brandon K. Scott of 610 Radio going to talk to him about his insight, what he's seen from the Houston Texans throughout this training camp process, the quarterback situation, uh, just a lot. We haven't talked to him in a while, Cody, so that'll be interesting. But first, like I mentioned, Houston Texans news. Cody, what's going on against Green Bay? You know, there's a lot going on with this organization, as we all know. But at the end of the day, the most important thing when you talk about the Texans is their first preseason game, and we're going to have an opportunity to see a lot of guys for the very first time. Davis Mills, Bourbon Jordan, um, Nico Collins, you know, the, the names goes on and on. Unfortunately, there are some guys who may not, the official injury report has not been released yet, but there are some guys we will not see on Saturday. If you guys don't know, the team's number one cornerback, Bradley Roby, will not be with the team for this upcoming preseason game against the Packers. He is currently placed on the reserve COVID-19 list, and there is a good possibility that we will not see Jordan Akins or Charles Aminihu on tomorrow. Both of those guys are dealing with undisclosed injuries. We have not been told um, why they have been sitting out of practice, but I don't think neither one of those guys has had a practice since Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken, but um, just wanted to throw that out there. And John, you know, on yesterday, the unofficial depth chart was announced and I came on this show and I told everybody, look, it's an unofficial depth chart. Most of those guys that was listed, they're not going to be a part of this organization moving forward, especially when we get the official depth chart um, for the upcoming 2021 season. Um, there was a lot being made about the offensive line. That is something I'm going to be really excited to see for tomorrow, see how they address that offensive line. Because yesterday was the walkthrough. Um, I had an opportunity to see what this offensive line is going to look like for tomorrow. Because as everyone knows, and for you guys who don't know, Titus Howell um, has made a transition from playing right tackle to left guard on that left side with Laramie Tunsil. And... As of right now, I have a strong belief that tomorrow's offensive line is going to look from left to right. Laramie Tunsil, 
Titus Howard, Justin Britt, Max Sharpin, and Charlie Heck. Four out of those five guys most likely will be the starters for this upcoming season. But hey, tomorrow's the first preseason game. We're going to see a lot of new faces. And I don't know about you, John. I'm actually a little bit excited. Yeah, I'm absolutely excited. And not necessarily just to watch the Texans play, but... You know, the Hall of Fame game really didn't do it for me, but we really got the NFL back. Preseason, three games in the preseason, 17 games in the regular season. Uh, You got to understand how excited I am to watch football this year. But going back to Houston, I hate that we're not going to have Charles Omenihu on the field. I think he's a player that with the new bunch of guys, very important that they understand what his role is going to be, whether it's a uh, primarily a starter on this defensive line or will he be much more limited to a, 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 a situational player. And I think he's one of those players that can rotate in and out at the five and three technique. And then, of course, I did the Locked On Now video uh, for the Locked On Podcast Network. You got to understand how much playing time I think Davis Mills needs Tomorrow, you know, I, I don't think he's nowhere near Agreed. in a position. Like, he's not in a position where, you know, Jeff Driscoll, you pretty much know who Jeff Driscoll is. Not pretty much, you know who he is. And you also understand that Jeff Driscoll is very replaceable. I talked about a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was last week, I can't really remember, but how Houston should keep their options open at quarterback, mainly because Jeff Driscoll is a part of your quarterback roster. And you really don't know whether or not he's going to be a number two or number three yet. That's why Davis Mills needs a lot of time. Heading into week one, a goal for this team is getting Davis Mills ready enough to be the number two quarterback on this roster. And tomorrow is very important. It starts off the process. Nico Collins, can he really be that number two receiver that, you know, a lot of us think he can be for this team? Uh, And also, the linebacker unit, Christian Kersey would not be playing a Mike linebacker, uh, you know, according to the unofficial depth chart, how that's going to play out as well. There's a lot of things to be excited for and look forward to on Saturday's game, even if it's a loss. And that loss, would Houston do good, if any? And shout out to Bill Barr, by the way. 36 walk-on players' tuitions will be paid for this year for the BYU football team. So, You guys come listen to us talk about football. They care about those collegiate football players who are not on scholarship. And not only are Bill Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy too. Around 17 to 18 grams of protein, close to 130, 180 calories per bar, only four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 15% off at billbar.com. Use promo code locked on for 15% off at billbar.com. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Friday installment of Locked On Texans. And with the season starting back up, that means we got our brother, our cousin, Mr. Brandon K. Scott from Sports Radio 610 back in the studio with us today. Brandon, what's going on, man? And welcome back. Oh, man, I'm glad to be back. Appreciate y'all for having me, as always. We're family at this point. Uh, Cody, like like we said before the show started, man, I've <laughs> been enjoying seeing you pretty much on a daily basis out there, man. We 
we basically got the same routine, at least the same morning routine. So, mm-hmm. so you know what at least half of my days look like, you know, following these Texans, seeing what this team is going to look like, documenting the drama as well. <laughs> uh, but, but, but also seeing what kind of football team the Texans are going to put out there. Cause, because ultimately that's what we, that's what we're here to deal with is, mm-hmm. is a football team and a football season. And, and the closer we get to it, Cody, I, to be honest with you, man, the closer we get to it, the more excited about it I get, even if, even if I don't have them winning more than four games, you know what I mean? I'm still excited exactly. to watch it play out. You know, Brandon, for me, I gotta, I gotta come right out the gate because we haven't talked to you in a while. Right. Uh-huh. What yeah. are you seeing from training camp that actually makes a difference between last year's team and this year's team? Well, so uh, as far as how it's going to make a difference on the field, it, you know, it's hard to say, but the energy from the coaches, I feel like is a lot different. The involvement and the expertise that I sense from just from trying to observe the teaching that's going on from the sidelines or from behind the play, wherever the coach happens to be standing at that moment, it seems to be just, I don't know if a lot more intricate is the phrase that I'm going for, but I've just been more impressed by it. And, and I'm going to put the head coaches aside for a moment because I think that you guys and our audiences know, the, can already tell the, the tangible difference between the personalities of Bill O'Brien and David Cully. You know, which guy is a better football guy, a better football mind, and who makes better decisions as a coach? All of that remains to be seen. But we know the difference in personalities. But what has really stood out to me are guys like, you know, the the, the wide receivers coach, Robert Prince. And I, I feel like they made a significant upgrade there from, from John Perry. They did some, some things differently, shuffled around the way the defensive staff is made up and who coaches what. And as opposed to just coaching defensive backs, they've got someone coach, someone different coaching corners and safeties, you know, and Greg Jackson has been just from what I can tell, he and Nick Casario communicate a lot on the field whenever there's, you know, an 11 on 11 drill. Um, I've seen at least early on in camp, I saw them communicating quite a bit. So I, I, I just feel better about the assistant coaches and just kind of what they bring to the table. I didn't even mention Pep Hamilton, who I finally got to meet in person after one practice, and it's, and it's a couple of his children, his, his children as well, who are attending practice. And it, you know, it's just it's just been a more pleasant sight from what you think you're getting out of the assistant coaches, and that matters, I think, with this regime specifically, because you know there is some hesitation and some uh, some some uncertainty there with with David Cully, but he certainly brought around some guys that have some experiences of success as assistant coaches. Brandon, you mentioned that every single day you're out there, you get a little bit more excited about this team, despite the fact that you still don't have them winning many games. Um, With that being said, Brandon, you know, you talked about the coaching staff. Who are some of the players who have stood out to you over this first two weeks of training camp? So I'll start offensively and just point out that Nico Collins, you know, I, I, I <laughs> that's everybody's favorite right there. But listen, man, I, I think back to when we had Brandon Cooks on a Zoom, mm-hmm. it was still offseason. I guess it was OTAs and but post draft, right? They'd already drafted Nico. And the quote that stood out was like, man, this guy didn't look like no rookie, you know? 
And and you can take that as hype. You can think that, oh, he, you know, he's just trying to say something good about a teammate. And, and of course, he would say that. What is he going to say? Oh, he's terrible. Mm-hmm. But but then you get to go lay your eyes on it for yourself. You get to kind of see it for yourself, gather your own assessment, and then you come away with it and think, man, this guy doesn't look like no rookie. You know, like you think the same thing. And they'll tell you, the, the, the coaches for the most part will tell you that they, he, it's not like he's mastered it. It's not like he's perfect or anything. It's not like he's figured it out and he's automatically going to go out there and be Calvin Johnson or something like that. But at the same – or, you know, Andre Johnson or something like that, right? But at the same time, there is a clear distinction and a clear ability and talent differential between Nico Collins and what you're seeing from the rest of the group. And that's no disrespect to the rest of the group, full of talented pros, guys who, you know, who deserve to at least compete for a spot, you know, all up and down the depth chart. But this guy is just different, looks different. You talk about different guys like that who – you know, you go around the locker room, you look along the sidelines and they just they stand out and you watch them on the field and they stand out. If you don't really know a lot about football, but you know that a guy looks different than the other ones. You know, J.J. White is a guy was a guy like that. Right. You know, Nico Collins feels like somebody who is just different. You know, I'm not I'm not putting him in Canton. Right. But he has stood out. Anthony Miller, not putting him in Canton. Right. Mm. But. He stood out to me immediately, immediately. And I I just think that there is something to be said for the Texans upgrading at the slot position in the way that they did, being able to shed that Randall Cobb contract in a very unique way under unique circumstances, you know, in a situation that could only happen (laughs) in something like that, right, where you just got somebody very particular who wants this very particular player and so you're able to get rid of that contract and then go trade for a guy who's better you know uh, who I think right now at this point in his career is objectively better so they have stood out offensively you know obviously on the offensive line what stood out is all of the shuffling that they've done with Titus Howard being bumped inside and trying to figure out exactly what they're going for what they're trying to do there um, you know so that that is something that I'm that I'm pretty much following every day that I can. Um, and then defensively, it's been the defensive line and, uh, you know, just just the fact that th- there's this idea that you're going to have a crowded defensive line, but I'm not sure who's going to be good from the defensive. Like, I just know that they're, they're going to have a lot of, but I'm still trying to figure out who, where's the, where exactly is the production going to come from? It could come from any or no, or Noah, or none of them, you know? And so I'm very interested to see how that plays out. Um, I feel better about the secondary than I did coming into the offseason, but I still want to see how that plays out. So those are just some early impressions. Uh, I mean, it's, there's a lot, man. There's a lot. It's a whole new team, a whole new team. So, like, the whole thing stands out, if I'm honest about it. Really quick before we move on, before Saturday's preseason game, I got to ask you about kind of a both. James Camping, David Cully deciding to move Titus Howard to left guard. Yeah. From my perspective, what I saw, Yo, they moving it, boy. He's athletic, he's big, he's strong, has good feet. So he's he's a perfect guard to pull, right? Yeah. Do some trap plays, do some pyros, get to that second level for your running back. Yeah. And man, you know, my question is, how will this change the run game for this team from what we saw last year? Yeah, they got better overall because they brought in different players and a new lineman coach. 
But can Tyus Howard playing the left guard position be somewhat of an X factor for this for this offense? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm glad you brought it up because I've warmed up to the idea of him being bumped inside. Simplistic view of it, John. You know, honestly, the the simplistic view of it is you got your your bookend tackles. You know, there wasn't a problem with Titus at, at right tackle. He seemed, you know, he seemed like he could do it. And obviously, you no, know, we know that Laramie Tunsil is Laramie Tunsil at left tackle. Why mess that up? Why mess with with a good thing when you got your bookend tackles? But the more I think about it, and you you raised some good points about what you can do with a guy who is as big and as athletic. You know, not everybody along the offensive line or throughout the depth chart is is somebody that's flexible enough and has the versatility that you can do this with. Like he 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 might be the anomaly in that way, um, but. The, the, the more I thought about it, I warmed up to the idea of, hey, these are the these are the places and the positions where they needed to improve the most. It was inside where they struggled the most. You know, it was left guard and right guard and obviously center where they made a change where they, you know, they needed to make changes. They needed to do something different. And so does the improvement come from that change as opposed to how things are affected on the outside? You know, like you you can sacrifice, you know, not having Titus Howard as your right tackle if Charlie Heck can be an adequate one. But then you can insert Titus Howard as a guard who is demonstrably better, significantly better than what you had there previously. So. So, yeah, I think so. I think there's still a question to be to be answered on the right side, because the right guard is projected to be Max Sharp, who, who was the left guard who got, you know, supplanted. So then that that raises the question of, OK, is he better at right guard and why is that? And, you know, by all accounts, Max Sharpen has come in looking like he's ready to go um, and, and just had a down year last year. But uh, but I, I think that is more so where the question is, uh, is now, OK, well, now I feel really good about having Laramie Tunsil as the left tackle and Titus Howard as the left guard. But now we've still got this right side that's been problematic, and, and it still is a question mark. Before we move on, betonline.ag is the place I believe can help you make some extra scratch. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA, boxing action, and, of course, the NFL. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on. Bet Online is your online sportsbook expert. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Best podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Best podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Brandon, with the first preseason game set for tomorrow night, is there any rookie or any player in general you are more excited to see? For me personally, it's the defense as a whole because As you saw, and you even mentioned it, 
how you feel better about this secondary. I think we're going to get a better version of this defense than what we saw, than what we had to cover in 2020. But when I go back and I take a look at the number of takeaways that this team had, I, I honestly, I lost track. But, you know, when I go back from the start of training camp to here we are as we sit here on August 13, 2021, I think the defense might have had a total of, let's say, about 14, 15 interceptions. I'm not over-exaggerating, but they have looked better going after the football, making those plays, getting stops. Like, for me, I'm just so excited to see what this defense will get a small sample size of how much better this defense can be for this upcoming season. Yeah. I mean, other than the players that I mentioned earlier, like I, I think that the defense has been, I mean, you tell me if you agree with this, Cody, the defense as a unit has really been the star of training camp. Mm -hmm. Like, like, like if you were to give, if you were allowed to give a training camp MVP to a unit, so to speak, you would give it to the defense for exactly. sure. Or if you, and, you know, if you were to evaluate all units or so to speak. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so, so I, I'm right with you there. Um, I, I think the biggest test or, or what you really want to see is, you know, how does what we're seeing at training camp translate to a real team, you know, or, you know, a, another team, a team that you don't necessarily know all of their tendencies and you're not going up against them every day. And you're not just there to make them better, but you're, you're there to actually really beat them. You know, you know, like, how does all of that translate? And I'm right there with you where I love the, the, the instincts and the tendencies that the defense that like the, the characteristics of this defense at camp, as opposed to what seemed like a passive and honestly, you know, in part because it wasn't very talented, but just a, you know, a, a <laughs> Not much of a defense and what you saw last year, you know, uh, just just a flaccid defense. Whereas here you got you got a, a, a really um, athletic, quick, like, you know, that that is kind of the the focus is just seeing see ball, get ball, get into the ball. You know, like that. that's really what I'm most excited to see. You know, like you talk about you talk about rookies, you know, and I mentioned one earlier in uh, in Nico Collins. but you know, there are a couple of rookies who have flashed in camp who I, I don't necessarily expect to play a lot this season. You know, like you talk about Garrett Wallow, the linebacker out of TCU, and Roy Lopez, the defensive lineman out of Arizona. These are guys who I think are going to be – like I think all the draft picks are going to make the team. Mm -hmm. And and I think those two guys are going to be on the team. But, you know, Garrett Wallow might play some special teams. Like outside of like – playing sparingly I don't know how much of an impact to expect from them this year and I don't plan to overreact to that but I do think that that this because I do expect them to play in these games um, so who's but, your number one um player that you're looking forward to see Saturday the number the number one player well top two I think narrowing it down to one is pretty hard but top two player that you are really looking forward to see play on Saturday yeah, it, it it's easily Nico Collins and Anthony Miller. I mentioned them earlier. Like, like these are these are the guys that I want to see because honestly, like with the with the offense, I didn't know like the whole Deshaun Watson thing was deflating, and I thought you know this is going to be this might this could be a, a a decent offense maybe, but I don't see where it's going to be exciting. Right? We're not now. We got some exciting players. I think that you got some interesting players now in those two guys. 
what I really want to see, and this is kind of just from a coaching and strategy perspective, or I should say management perspective, is what running backs play and how much, because I don't know if we have a good sense for, like, to, to me, it's a no-brainer that Philip Lindsay would be your number one back. Yeah. But but that hasn't, that hasn't like, materialized into being, like, fully, fully clear, you know, like, like I, I want some clarity on that. I'd love to have some clarity on that. I don't know if we get it, because a couple of these guys are older. Like, you know, I could see why you might not even play David Johnson or, or, or Mark Ingram in a game like this. And, you know, but if Philip Lindsay gets a, a good amount of carries, that would be good. It'd be good to watch him, you know? So um, I would say those are a handful of guys, Nico Collins, Anthony Miller. And, and if I could put the, the running backs as one guy, I would make it, I would make it. So, but if not, I would, I would single out Philip Lindsay. Let's switch it a little, a little bit. Who do you think, after watching what you saw during training camp, who do you believe needs the most time to get the most reps on Saturday? Now, who you would like to see? Who like, yeah, he, he needs to play a little bit more if we can see if he's even going to make the team or be what we project he should be. Oh, man, that is a really good one. Uh, I, I'll i say this. Like, this isn't somebody who uh, – who I think was in danger of making the team of not making the team, but I, you know, I, I would have loved for, for Jordan, Aikens, two guys, actually Jordan Akins and Charles and who've been sidelined. Those are two guys that I, that I would like to have seen get some more reps, you know, cause they're probably going to be on the team, but they're, but what their roles are now seems to be kind of like in question, you know? Oh, so, right. so, so I, I would, I would be very interested in that. As far as a guy that's that's fringe making the team, like it's like you could throw out there Kahali wearing like I, I, I'll I think he's one of them. This, Jonathan like, Grenard may be one of those guys too. Well, right? no, this is what I this is what I was gonna say actually. How about really just the draft picks, the the, the Bill O'Brien draft picks that not named uh, or yeah, how about that? The Bill O'Brien draft picks not named Titus Howard and Max Sharp. You know, like like we know Lonnie Johnson's gonna be on the team. But kind of want to see how that looks. Um, you know that, uh, and you mentioned Jonathan Grenard. There's a good one. You know, like okay, what's his future with the team, if at all? You know, after switching systems, that he would probably more be more beneficial in. He looks like more of a four-three outside linebacker. You know, now he switches the defensive end in his second season. Is he actually even that? You know, and then Ross Blacklock's probably going to be on the team. But he's another one. He's just like just another one of the guys that's in the mix, you know, to be in the rotation. Like, at what point is he going to stand out? All that athleticism that you that you hear people talk about that would have made him a possible first round pick and a steal at at number forty when they picked him uh, last year, you know. So 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 these are the guys, the the young guys who were not brought in. I should say so. It, whether it's Bill O'Brien or Brian Gain draft. The young guys who were not brought in by the Casario staff or in the Casario regime, you know, the previous regime, young drafted. Brandon K. Scott of Sports Radio 16, where can they find you uh, before we get out of here today? Like, where can they find you, your work? And I got to tell y'all, y'all need to go ahead and lock in with the B-Block podcast as well. So give them all your socials and everything. Uh, for your production yeah man 
just get with me at Brandon K. Scott on Twitter. Uh, I'm usually doing Texans updates there. Um, all Houston sports, really, but especially the Texans. Um, and at Sports Radio 610, if you follow Sports Radio 610 on social media, that is also basically another way of following me because that's either something that I did or that I'm in some way around about responsible for because I managed that. So that's me there, too. And like John mentioned, the B Block podcast, man, we do it every week uh, at B underscore block underscore podcast on Twitter um, and, and, and find us on wherever you get podcasts, wherever you found this podcast, you can probably find that one. And if you like this one, you'll probably like that one, too. So. So, yeah, man, it's, it's a bunch of ways to, to get with us. So, uh, yeah, so check us out. I'm John, some sports guy. Hickman, follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. Follow the Locked On Texans Twitter page on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.